0: Zach Efron, what is going on, my friend?
1: I think you got the wrong podcast there, brother. Your name is Zach? Zach Efron? Your name is Zach. I haven't had a six-pack since like seven years old. Didn't you have Uh, one the other night on the other podcast? Oh, well, yeah, now I drink (laughs) six-packs. But uh, not a part of my body since, you know, what, fifth grade? No. What's up, dude? Eh, you know, swimming, enjoying the pool. Kids were off for the weekend. So we've been
0: continuing this trend of night podcasts. And I don't know what makes night podcast recordings more special. But there's just something I just can't put my finger on that makes it that much better. I don't know,
1: but I'm, I'm enjoying drinking it. You can water like a responsible human because I have to do shit in the morning. Here you um, are popping the top. This motherfucker. I have things to do tomorrow. At, me too.
0: Starting at 7 a.m.
1: Oh. Um, um, mine starts at 7 as well.
0: Oh. I'm just built different. How about that?
1: I mean, yeah. I Definitely mean, have, from, from here up, you're <laughs> built different. Have
0: you seen my moobs? Your what? My moobs.
1: I'm you, not even sure what that is. Man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm yeah. quite fond of them. My milkshake brings the boys to the yard. What's up? I think that milkshake is rancid. <laughs> I have I have a would you rather that's not Oh uh, it's not bodily fluid related and or sex related. So. Well I,
0: I think the fans first enjoy it because it's coming from you, and second I'm not delivering it for whatever it may be, so <laughs> Shoot your so load.
1: So, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long?
0: I am a fan of living.
1: I mean, so, like, average I think average age for men in the United States to die is, like, 72. So, you're living to 144? I mean, I don't think... I don't know. I I think if you're living to 144, like, what are you gaining? It, it, I
0: need to know more of the rules on this. Like,
1: let's make them up.
0: It, am I going to stay the shape I am? However, I, like when I say yes, I want to live double the. Average life, I'm saying in this form until 144 or whatever it may be. Right. That, that's what I don't I – does that mean that I age half as fast? Because am I going to look like a fucking raisin by the end of this and just short and shriveled like normal?
1: But, I mean, just – Right. And like just a complete vegetable? Like, I, I, don't, I don't fully know about – I mean, I would assume you would age half as fast. And what was right? the other one? Win the lotto? Win the lottery. Which lotto? It just says lottery. It doesn't say. So let's just say it's not like the greatest Powerball jackpot of all time. Let's say it's you know the Texas lottery. So like eight million dollars.
0: I'm probably gonna go with double life.
1: But like okay, so I I can see the appeal, right? But, I mean, so if you live twice as long, right, that means that when you, if you retire at 65. Oh, and, fuck, I'd be out
0: of money by.
1: Well, right, that's what I'm saying. We'd all be out of money by the time we're 90.
0: If it's a Texas lotto and it's a four mil, I can burn that at a bar.
1: Um, right, I mean, that's kind of why I put it as the stipulation is the Texas lottery, because if it's Powerball. You know, the be good. One is $20 million. But you know
0: what? I can still enjoy life with four mil. I'll you know what? I I retract my original statement and go back to the lottery. I will go with the lottery, sir.
1: I think when I read it, I thought, you know what, this is probably pretty close, but I just don't now that we're saying it out loud, I don't know what you gain. Because, There's nothing
0: really to gain from it.
1: No, because everyone you know is going to die. You know, before you hit 100, everyone you know will die. Right, and then after you're at 100, well, and then really at 100, your kids might be dying too.
0: You're you're partying with grandchildren and great grandchildren by that point.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like this is super weird. I just don't think that that would be. I don't see that as being a positive. So, all right. So then the other one that I read was, would you rather have the ability to fly or the ability to breathe underwater? Now, Fuck. I'm assuming they meant breathe. They spelled breath. which is <laughs> at all. But they said, I'm, I'm just going to ad-lib the E in there. Okay. Hmm. So if it's
0: like pool water, yeah, I'd breathe underwater all day. And if it's like ocean water, mm hmm Cause, yeah, I would assume it's any any water. That is true. But I can't even see through in water. I'm not trusting that. I'm flying.
1: This is true. It doesn't give you the ability to see everything.
0: Yeah, because sharks can still come up on your motherfucking ass. Jellyfish.
1: And then like On top of that, you can breathe in the water, but that doesn't mean that your body is not susceptible to the pressure. That is true. I feel like if you get down too far, like you just implode or whatever. And besides,
0: I hate my 45 minute commute to work every day. My bitch ass is flying. Rain, then, snow. Say
1: how fast you can fly. And then well yeah then that's the other thing. What if there's weather? Right? You're just gonna fly above it? I just get in my car, or take an umbrella. wear are at. But I'm saying if you could fly, you're gonna drive a car again? Why? That
0: is true. I don't know like Flying seems pretty fun, but at some point, is it going to be like how it was when you're 16, getting your
1: license, and you're just like, fuck yeah, I get to drive. When you walk out with your driver's license, you don't get a fucking hoverboard. (laughs) You walk out to like a, what, a Nissan Altima? (laughs) That ain't cool. (laughs) I like those, man. Those were good ones. They're okay. I mean, whatever. They did. They did their job. You ready to start this shit? Let's do it. Let's
0: fucking go.
2: Woo!
0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to 2 Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, you sexy assholes. Mm. Yep. We are I here. Love some balloon nuts. Oh, we love them balloon nuts. <laughs> and those y'all who know, you fucking know. So, um... Dude, uh, Sports World still being Sports World shit, right?
1: Yeah, like tonight, like of all nights, like right before we came on, I yeah. see that video of the Phillies-Braves game. Tell, right. tell everybody who missed that game what's well, going on. Yeah, if you missed it, basically uh, Phillies win 7-6 in nine minutes. Um pretty Pretty hotly contested game, both sides hitting home runs back and forth. But it comes down to a sacrifice fly in the top of the ninth. So the Phillies, they get a guy on third base, two outs, or no, one out, sorry, uh, fly ball hit to left field, and uh, throw comes in, throw beats the runner by, by a step and a half. Catcher blocks the plate perfectly, slides over and tags the runner. Umpire calls him safe. Now, when you watch the replay, does his foot slide inside of where the catcher's trying to block block the plate? Yes, it does. And so when I saw it live, I thought, oh, you know what? He probably was safe. Then they show the replay on, like, the jumbotron in the stadium, and everyone sees it. The Braves players even start walking off the field because they thought it was a catch in left field and then thrown out at home plate. They're coming up to bat in the bottom of the ninth. So, like, they're already in the dugout almost, and then the umpire has, like, the little, you know, the headset on, and they're listening, and they're showing replays, and then sure enough, they catch this replay from the infield side, and you see the foot, it hits the ground, skips over the plate, never touches home, lands on the other side of the plate, umpire calls him safe. And you can see the tag has already been applied to the runner. So they did all this. They went to review. Like, he got challenged. They went to review. People in wherever, a la, la baseball land, they reviewed everything. They saw all the angles, and they came back and called him safe. And did, I, I don't get it. Did they show the, the over-the-plate view? Yeah, they, they showed every view they had. Really? Yeah. Gee, and I, that's haven't, all, and that's I haven't what they, watched they it yet. That, Well, they showed that same view in the stadium. And the Braves thought it was so clear. They started going off the, they started running off the field. Mm. And like, then I was watching it and I thought, Oh yeah, that's a better angle. His, his foot never touches home plate. And then they come back and they call him safe. And you're like, what, how is, so I just, this is my thing in the NFL. They're trying their damnedest to get it right. And I applaud that. And Mm. To me, I am a, a baseball purist, so I don't really like adding all the cameras and having the review and having the challenge. I don't like that. So I'll go you know, on record saying that it's bullshit. I don't like it. I just want umpires calling balls and strikes. I just want umpires calling out safe. That's all I want. Right. But if you're going to have it, make it fucking work. It's the dumbest shit to stop a game for 10 minutes to review a play and get it wrong. So why do you think they came to the decision that he was safe? I, I'm, I am sitting here telling you that I watched all of the game. Okay. All of the broadcast coverage of that play. And I watched SportsCenter when they talked about and there's no explanation other than, there was not enough evidence to overturn the call. Hmm. I wonder, so I'm a
0: firm believer that there are umpires that hold grudges against teams.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. We,
0: we won't bring up a certain umpire that is against our beloved Strohs. Um, but I, I'm wondering if that factors in on this. I'm wondering if a contact may have fell out. Um, <laughs> maybe he sneezed and tried to catch it. And, as he was opening his eye from the ending of that sneeze, he, he, oh, well, his foot was on the plate. Like, I don't know. My
1: thing is I understand, you know, as the play's happening, bang, bang play. Like I'm, so I guess that's what I was trying to say is that if, if we didn't have replay, right. right? All we had was the umpire. It's like, Oh, the umpire called him safe. It is what it is. Yeah. He made the, he made the call that he thought he made. That's what he thought he saw at the time. It was a it was a close play. These athletes are fast. He's trying to get in the right position to make sure that he sees everything because he's got to see the plate and the guy sliding and the baseball and the glove all at the same time. Right, right. right? And they're not right. in the same area. They're all over the place. So, so in that instance, had he called him safe, i be like, oh my god, he blew the he blew the call. But we're, we just got to live with it. But when you see nowadays in baseball, you see that, okay. he There's a football. team of people that watch these exactly, replays, right? Exactly. And then not only for the Braves and the Phillies, there is a, like an overall guy like somewhere in this area. I don't know. I don't know. He's watching every angle. He sees every camera angle. How does he get it wrong? Maybe he get, he got a titty pick from his wife or somebody. I, don't, I mean honestly, that I, I don't maybe maybe the system wasn't working and he's like, look, I can't see it. We're just gonna go with what you caught on the field. Fucking like, ice cream machines down today, dude. <laughs> yeah, like oh my bad. Uh it's it's real spotty. I don't know. Yeah. Like but if you're a brainstorming <clears system, throat> granted, they play 162 games. Is but, it it's not going to be
0: a de- deciding factor to this game to where they're like, they're not going to the playoffs or something. Well, but is
1: uh, we won't know that till September.
0: But, and we see a lot of this in, in all sports all around ever since they've implemented the replay. Right. We've already seen one earlier this season with MLB. We talked about it on the last one, I believe with, um,
1: yeah, the, what, the leaning the over the plate. Right.
0: Uh, the Marlins and the Mets. Play, by the way. Right. um, Everybody can bring up the the incidents with New Orleans and the Rams a couple years back.
1: Well, but that wasn't a challengeable play at the time. Well, that's true. So but but give credit to the NFL, they did make it a challengeable play for one season and then they got rid of it again. But right. they tried to make it proper. They tried to make it correct. At the end of the day,
0: you you hope that all people involved give a hundred percent honest answer on what it comes to. At the end of the day, we don't know what their intentions are. Somebody could have money on a game. Somebody could be in favor of a team. Just personally, like, there's things that may go in the back of your mind, and I'm not here to start
1: start conspiracy theories. Right. Um,
0: but it's a human factor, right? The, and that's
1: – You know, with what you're saying, like, it's just weird that they would go through all the trouble – To create all these rules and give teams challenges and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the day, just be like, well, you know what? That's what it was called on the field. We're just gonna go with that. Right. Well, if you were just gonna go with it on the field anyway, and then why go through the facade of we wanna get it right? Because you don't wanna get it right, clearly. True.
0: I excuse me. I'm wondering if there's more to that situation, right? Something and, behind the scenes.
1: And, and that's then, what I'm saying. That's the only explanation to me that makes any sense because there should be no re- – because, okay, like – If you, know, if you have a team of
0: people who are looking at this, and they, that's their only job.
1: Right. But, I mean, even, like, you know how sometimes in the NFL they're like, oh, he stepped out of bounds on this step, right? And then you show the replay and it's like, here's the line, here's his foot. And it's like, you tell me where he's out of bounds. Right. Or, or tell me he's not. And then they're like, well, we can't tell. So the umpire, the field judge, whatever, called him out of bounds on the seven. We're going to go with it. And like, in those instances, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I can't tell definitively. Right? But in this instance, home plate's here. His foot does this. <laughs> Never touches home plate. Like... I just don't like I'm this right here makes me want to completely disband all of replay immediately.
0: let's get with our tech team and get that video posted up on Facebook and let uh the fans decide what know, they think have to. okay um those of y'all who's listening go to Facebook, look at the video and let us know what you think and we'll give the verdict out on the next go round
1: Yeah. Because to me, like you said there are some times where. It's too close to call. And this, to me, this is just blatantly wrong. <clears throat> and I'm with
0: you on that. If it's something that's so, like, hard to tell because of the angles or the way the grass was moving that day or something, like, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. But if it's something blatant to where we've seen it before at home plate where motherfucker was out by a mile and they still gave it to him and they still reviewed it and gave him the run. Yeah. Bullshit. Utter bullshit, right? Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I don't know, man. I I I'm waiting to see. What's your over under on how many more of these we got this season?
1: Well, I mean, two so far. Right. Have, what like eighty five games? So I mean, total. How many games are they going to play all season long? There's thirty teams, right? Um, yeah. Sure, I'll go with that. Okay, so I guess. Um, uh, I, I would say we're going to have, I don't know, 15 or 20 more where we're just like, what the hell? What are they looking at? I'm wondering,
0: excuse me, um, if, if we're, we're going to see one that's going to cost somebody a playoff spot.
1: well And that's what I'm saying. Like, this game, granted, now, it was a tie game in the ninth, yeah. They scored one run. The Braves still had a shot to tie it up in the bottom of the ninth, and they didn't do it. But, you know, <clears> who's <throat> saying that it doesn't go tied in the, in the ninth, into the 10th, into the 11th, and the Braves eventually pull it out? You, know, you never know. Well, I was looking at the
0: total score, and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe it has something to do with the over-under. But games this season so far has been over-under like seven to nine. So, yeah. no, that had no deciding factor into it. Um, unless this is the season that MLB is wanting to push Bryce Harper and
1: the well, Phillies uh, for some reason. I but mean, those are possibilities. Like, I'm not, so I'm a conspiracy theorist. But, like, even, like, what I guess what I'm saying is, is that right now, those are the only plausible explanations. And that's stupid. Well, Bryce Harper so,
0: went one for four this game, so I don't think he had a factor he in hit a,
1: He hit a home run in the opposite field. It was a pretty good shot. But, yeah, he struck out twice, and then I think he flew out. But yeah. but my point is is that this these type of plays right here without information for Major League Baseball, these are the types of plays where you're like, yeah, they're trying to throw it for the other team. Yeah. And you know? I, I'm, I'm
0: wondering if there's some hatred because there's such a f- – there is a fan base that's that's growing for Atlanta. Yeah. And again, this is like diving deeper into this whole conspiracy theory. Like the young players that are coming out with Atlanta, they're they're getting some some traction going. They they went deep in the playoffs last year, even though it was a short season. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't know if there's supposed to be some love. Hold on. Just came to me now. What? Is Atlanta getting hate because of the whole political crap that's going out there with the voting? Because of – oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, MLB already pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta.
1: Yeah, but I mean – Is this no, more of
0: a fact or more of a way to say, we're not even bringing
1: playoff games to you? No, Whoa. I don't think that. That's, that's way too far-fetched for me because – um. The Atlanta Braves players they are a part of the MLB players union, right? And the players union is the one that wanted to move the game. So, you know, no, nah, I don't think that I don't think they're going to punish their own players. Um, um man, I don't know. That one's too far fetched <laughs> for me. I think, but man, Manfred, I could see him doing this. Man, I don't know. I hate all baseball commissioners. So. <laughs> Me and uh, me and Bud Sealer don't get along. Are y'all still uh, texting every now and then? Yeah, well, I, I, the last text that I sent him was, if I see you in the streets, you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> like, no words, no apologies, no, hey, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Just great hands. <laughs> I'm assuming he didn't text back. Uh, I think he said, bring it, or you ain't big enough. I'm not <laughs> sure, but either way. Uh. I'm I not lo- a fan of him. I would and, love to uh, see you can, fight an 86 year old man. I wouldn't fight an 86 year old man. He'd probably honestly, he'd probably kick my ass. Oh, my point. I'd knock an 86 year old man out in a heartbeat if I had to. I mean, what are you gonna? Do? All you gotta do is take his walker and he falls over. Fuck it, that's, a, that's a start. I, mean, I guess. This is like you gonna treat it like an MMA fight where you gotta beat him while they're down? Put him in an arm bar. <laughs>
0: That motherfucker would snap like a fucking raw oh, noodle.
1: His bone snapped like a twig.
0: <laughs> That'd be terrible. Y'all don't believe that I'm one that beats up on elderly people. No. No. I don't no. know, dude. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Um, speaking, of, speaking of conspiracy theories and uh, crazy shit that happens in sports, did you see that Evander Holyfield... Is it going to box again?
0: Fucking A, man. Hold on. Is it going to be like Tyson and, uh, who is it, Roy Jones that fought well, each other?
1: Well, so, I mean, I think that was uh, probably a better fight than what we're going to see here. But, yeah, Evander Holyfield, he is fighting the, the last guy that Tyson fought, like, before he retired the first time. So, um Technically, that guy knocked out Tyson. And okay. Then, uh, shortly after, um, he got knocked out by Tyson, or and shortly after he knocked out Tyson, Tyson retired. So the the uh, the idea is that that guy basically, you know, was he forced Iron Mike Tyson out of the game is kind of the way that they're. You know, well, there's, it there's really no other way to battle that. I mean, you get knocked out and don't come back. I mean, that's kind of your yeah. your farewell tour there. Yeah. Uh, so it says that um, Evander Holyfield will face Kevin McBride in an exhibition bout on the undercard of uh, June 5th bout with, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say his name, Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosos. So, uh, yeah, we'll see Amanda Holyfield fighting at 58 years old.
0: Well, Kevin McBride's no youngster either. He's sitting at 47. I remember him. Um, Yeah,
1: but, I mean, like, don't you remember your parents at 45 and 55?
0: Yeah, but they weren't professional boxers getting pounded in the face constantly.
1: Oh. yeah i mean I, I guess and yeah they're not like you know full-on trained and all like i i get it i guess but i just think that this is a bad look like why can't they just start doing commercials for like AR aarp and just be dope <laughs> well <laughs> dude
0: there there's just some that still have the fight that are in on that they they want to keep going on it right um
1: I mean, I just want to see Evander Holyfield doing, like, Insure commercials and being like, oh, take my ear back. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me, damn it. Um,
0: Tyson was 39 when he lost to McBride. McBride was 32. Um, I'm not trying to defend Tyson on this. Was he out of his prime? Absolutely.
1: 100%. Um,
0: Maybe that was at a good point. Uh, For this fight, though, like, one, Evander Holyfield's probably broke and needs some money, and they're probably going to pay him a lot because it's a name. Two, does this go on your record if you beat McBride? No,
1: because it's an exhibition match, it's not – it doesn't count. Because this this is the same thing here about uh, Tyson, uh, that McBride was Tyson's final professional opponent. But we we both know that Tyson has fought since then, right. so that just, I guess what it means is just if they're exhibition matches then they don't they don't count for your final. Total. More than
0: likely, this is just a charity event to bring some some deep pockets into a room to watch two guys. One's known for beating one of the greatest of all times. The other one's known for getting his ear taken off by the greatest right. of all time. Um, the two of them can play tummy sticks together and then throw a couple of punches and be done.
1: So what what I'm getting from this whole story is that, uh, so I heard a rumor that Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield were going to fight again this summer.
0: I heard that too.
1: And I guess they couldn't agree to terms or something, but the Evander Holyfield camp is saying that Mike Tyson turned down $25 million to fight Evander Holyfield this summer. And so I don't know if they're going to just try to put Evander Holyfield out there in this fight to show Mike Tyson, like, Hey, you know, we're going to be fighting. We might as well fight each other. Or if this is just a tune up so that they can fight Mike Tyson, his that Evander Holyfield could fight Mike Tyson next year. Right. You know, like this is like a tune up to make sure that he's completely ready. And uh, in their eyes, maybe he's fighting a lesser opponent. I don't know. I don't know
0: what Evander's training has been like, but Tyson getting up to the uh, Roy Jones fight, did you see any of the, the videos that came out on that?
1: I mean, w- let me ask you this. If you had a baseball bat, would you get into the ring with Mike Tyson, the way he looked in those videos? No. No. <laughs> I that felt dude... like he would have he ate the baseball bat. And then <clears throat> I've said ever since I could
0: remember watching that dude box growing up, he has one of the meanest uppercuts I've ever seen. And yep. him at 98 years old or how old he is today, <laughs> yeah. still doing that tight uppercut close to the body and with the speed that he had at such an older age, like that – That just looked deadly to me, and I wouldn't want any part of that. Evander Evander Holyfield, not Evandy, Evander Holyfield is probably nowhere near the shape that Tyson is in. So, I mean, uh, for his sake, I hope he is. He he would have to be, and we all know as the age creeps up on you, it's harder to get back into – Former shape of whatever you were in the past,
1: right? Yeah, um, like if I if I even think about a chocolate shape, you know, like I've gained, gained twenty pounds, pounds. Like, right?
2: That even
1: and the same thing with me. If I think
0: about running, I start sweating, but I don't lose any weight. <laughs> yeah, my blood pressure goes up. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but at the same time, like I would rather see fights that we grew up watching, like. Evander Holyfield fighting Kevin McBride. I'll probably watch it because I like seeing stuff like that. I don't give a fuck about these YouTube stars that are coming out and boxing here and there, and none of them could last in an actual real boxing match. What is it? One of those? Uh, one of the Pauls? Uh, not Logan. Whatever his brother's name is. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Logan Paul. That's the only one I know. Not that douche canoe. His his fucking brother fought Nate Robinson, a fucking NBA former NBA basketball player. No boxing experience. And then you want to go ahead and start bragging about beating him? Fuck off,
1: dude. See, them- like, I can never that's one thing that to me to me, boxing is the more pure sport. Absolutely. Like, MMA is I, I it's hard. I just can't follow it. I I, I don't like it. It's I'm, not my cup of tea. I'm a fan of both. And normally
0: with boxing, I stick to the heavyweights. And you know, right now, Anthony Joshua and uh, Tyson Fury are your biggest ones. Excuse me. Um, but I was introduced to Ryan Garcia, and apparently, I'm very late on this kid. Okay. Super young super fucking fast for the division he's in. He I don't –
1: lightweight, featherweight, light featherweight, whatever the fuck he's in. I don't know what they are. There's like 18 different weight classes. I can't follow it all. This
0: kid is super fast, but when you hear that, you're like, well, majority of boxers are. But as fast and as little as he is, the power that he has behind him, holy fucking shit. Look him up on YouTube. Watch some of his highlight videos. It is scary how good this kid is. Um, I say all that to say all those YouTube stars that are trying to be boxing famous, step in a ring with him. Step in a ring with Tyson Fury. Step in a ring with Anthony Joshua. You are going to get destroyed within the first three seconds. Uh, that
1: bell ring
0: is still going on by the time you hit the
1: fucking mat. The problem um, Is is that... Like in today's society, like Kimbo Slice,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? RIP made name, dude. Made a name Backyard Fighting. Yeah. And put it on YouTube. I mean, dude could fight. When he was when he was younger and he was just mixing it up in backyards, like I'm not messing with him. And he was knocking people out left and right. So I mean, he obviously was a good fighter, but now people are trying to emulate that model that he put out and either either the fights aren't real or or they're just not good competition or or i don't know but yeah they're getting their ass kicked and somehow they're able to gain all this notoriety and all this fame and they're nobody well the the paul
0: brothers like i said are youtube famous whatever way and so maybe the promoters of boxing see it as these are two guys that can bring a new crowd into boxing and start spreading out that way right um they start staging some and again these are all speculations i'm not saying any of this is true they start staging some matches they give them some freebies here and there get a little bit of time on in the ropes and hitting folks this and that um But if they ever get pushed to the mainstream, and I say mainstream as far as like an actual division or conference or however boxing is determined on... An
1: actual sanctioned boxing. Right.
0: And you get into somebody who's been training since they were 12 years old, not somebody who's trained for three years. Um, And if you can beat somebody like that, okay, maybe you can be taken seriously. But for right now, you're nothing more than a, a sideshow. You're nothing more than... Fucking, I, I don't even know the word
1: right now. You're just—it's You're, a gimmick. You're just absolutely, a gimmick. And that's—that's uh, that's how I feel. I—I don't understand. So it, to me, it even goes back to the Floyd Mayweather. Uh, what's the guy? The,
0: the uh, Conor, Conor McGregor.
1: Shit, Conor McGregor fight.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Everybody was saying, "Oh, it'll be a good fight. It'll be this. It'll be that. Whatever." And like. People that were actual boxing people, they knew it wasn't a fight. They, no. they knew it was going to be garbage. And then it's the same way if it ever went the other and it'll never happen the other way around. Nope. But if Floyd Mayweather ever got into an MMA match, he would be dominated. Right. There's just no way around it. There's no way that you can take someone who has been training jiu-jitsu and like Mai Tai and all these other different disciplines And then put them in MMA against a guy who's only been in boxing and be like, all right, y'all are going to fight, but y'all are going to fight with his rules. And it's like, well, that's not really fair. Right. Same thing as if you flip it around, and now all of a sudden this guy, yeah, he's trained Mai Tai, so he knows, you know, he's trained Jiu-Jitsu, so he knows how to counter-strike and how to avoid. Okay, that's part of the game, right? But then the other game is, How do you constantly protect yourself from a boxer, right? And then Floyd Mayweather, how long has he been boxing? Since he was fucking born? Right. I think he he was hitting
0: a speed bag in his mom's womb.
1: Exactly, right? So, like, he knows, hey, you know what? I can fake this to get this to get power on that. You know what I mean? Like, he knows all the ins and outs, and he knows, all right, well, when he does this, he's going to try to throw this kind of punch, and I can avoid that. I can avoid that. And, you know, that's – the problem is is that that's Floyd Mayweather's game. Yep. You're just – you're not going to hit me. It's too fast. He he gets criticized a lot, I feel like, because he doesn't just stand toe-to-toe and, you know, throw punches. He's not like Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson where they just stand nose-to-nose and just try to beat the shit out of him. Right. And so I feel like had Conor McGregor tried to fight someone who wasn't a boxer but was just more of a brawler – he would have had a way better shot. But I feel like a guy who is classically trained like Floyd Mayweather to just avoid you hitting him, you're not going to get a clean shot on him, especially if you're not trained like an actual boxer. Right, Right.
0: but we also know the writing was on the wall on, on that match because of the fact that have you ever seen any boxing match in the history of boxing
1: promote a match for a whole year worldwide? Well, I mean, no, the only reason why we're seeing that now, I think is because there's so much more testing that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And then now, of course, this also was, you know, crossing sports. And so that but, makes it a little different, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. And that's, that's why I brought up the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight, because when we were talking about baseball, mm-hmm. we we're all about conspiracy theories to me, the most rigged sport in the world is boxing.
0: When when they want it to be rigged, they know exactly how to get it rigged. Because the money that boxing brings in per show, those numbers to a fighter are just amazing and can convince you to do anything with the exception of Floyd Mayweather. Cause I guarantee you now granted if that match was rigged and they wanted it to go into Connor's favor and they offered Mayweather $200 million, I'm just pulling a number out of my ass. He would probably still say no because of the fact that he wants to keep that sport pure. The moment you bring in somebody who's not a full-time boxer let alone from another sport slash company, and then take away his undefeated streak? Like, come on. Like, that's a slap in the face right. of the sport. And,
1: and that's, but, so, I feel the same way. I feel like, yeah, there was no way that they were ever going to be able to swing it to where McGregor won. But I feel like there are some fights where they're just like, you know what, it's going to be a good fight. Let's just let him go. Right. right. And there are other fights where this may or may not be a good fight, but we know if this guy wins and they can move on and fight this guy, then we'll make a lot more money. So I agree, agree with you on that. But I feel like in this instance, Floyd Mayweather held all the cards, like his camp. Oh, of course. He had – there was no way that, that he – if they, could, <clears throat> they got the ring and they just went at it and they legit fought. What did that like, go, seven, seven rounds? Yeah. There's no way that that fight should have lasted seven rounds. Floyd Mayweather only let it last that long to toy with Conor McGregor. And I think, honestly, I think it's because he wanted to do a rematch. He didn't know that Conor McGregor was going to retire and walk away and all that kind of stuff. But I guarantee you, after that fight, if they had had another fight two years later, it would have made way more money because people would have been like, holy cow, McGregor made it seven rounds. There's professional boxers that don't make it that much. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's where that was going. I'm just I'm shocked to not hear you say that, it or to, to not want to think it was a conspiracy theory that oh, uh, that fight lasted as long as it did. I I honestly think that Conor McGregor
0: could hold his own against Mayweather. Since I, I guess we're going on down this road, I seriously think that he could handle it because looking at the statistics of that fight with Mayweather's five previous fighters, McGregor landed more punches than the professional fighters that were fighting Mayweather. And he lasted longer than some of them. I think one or two had to decision or KO'd in later rounds. But for, if you were to be that great of a mastermind to stage it to where McGregor is going to have more punches landed on Mayweather than after a year of training and then have him last to the 7th round and all this like that is a beautiful showing that i've never seen before but i'm a firm believer with seeing mcgregor's history of going from one weight and dropping to another weight and then back up to win two titles within the ufc within i think a 6 month period to a year period like that man has shown he can adapt to any task that is brought to him. So if you tell him, hey, you're going to get paid X amount of millions to fight in boxing against the greatest of all time, do your thing. I, I firmly believe a 36-year-old Conor McGregor will beat an almost 50-year-old Floyd Mayweather.
1: What, so I feel like the stats are misleading, right? So I don't have the stats in front of me, so I would have to look it up to prove this theory. But I feel like because McGregor is not a normal classically trained boxer, mm-hmm. it probably took a couple minutes for Mayweather to completely figure out what he was doing. Right. Right. Because granted, be, just inherently, because his style comes from a different background, he's going to have a different approach. Right. But, it, it, you know, once Mayweather figures it out, then it's over. Right. Because he's like, well, I know exactly what you're going to do. I know how to counter what you're doing. I can move away and you're not going to hit me, but I right. can hit you at will. And that's kind of what we saw before he knocked him out. Right. So. And, and that's possible, too. Right. Like Connor could have gone
0: into this routine of I'm going to go left jab, left jab with the right hook. Yeah whatever and of course the the years of experience with mayweather could have caught that yeah. um
1: and that's that, that, i mean obviously that's why i feel like if they had an mma fight right hopefully mayweather hasn't been practicing reversal jiu-jitsu moves for you know and connor seven, would probably get him out in the first round exactly but, he would but, and he would get him out by submission and it wouldn't even be close but
0: again though like you you look at that match and for what it is, you you know it was somewhat of a rigged match because all the boxing believers of Mayweather would say that Mayweather should have knocked him out within the first three rounds, right? Yeah. But where's the money in that? Where's the Where fun that? in that, right? So if you give the the fans the hope, you're giving bookies the hope that this is going to last to 12 rounds for an unsanctioned match that wasn't even a title fight. Right. And, they make it to the seventh round. Like fans are going to leave satisfied watching that. Being like, one, I got my money's worth. Fuck McGregor, almost had a chance. Like they, it gives them that hope that it could have gone one way or another, right? Well, it's
1: it's the it's the the hanging carrot syndrome, right? Where it's it's right in front of you and it dangles right close enough where you can almost catch it. Yes, but you never really had a shot, right? And so that's why I feel like. Uh, you know, remember back in the day when Mike Tyson fights would be on pay per view, mm-hmm. and people would be pissed off because Damn. Mike Tyson fights would end in like eight or thirteen seconds. They're like, "I paid seventy five dollars to watch that shit, well, that's and then the, I could buy another one." That's the same thing
0: with how UFC is now, right? Like whenever you get your top title shows going, and your main event comes up, you've lasted through the prelims, you've lasted through the main card, and then you get to the the final match, you, the the one you've been hoping for, you've been watching since 5 p.m. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a knockout or a tap out within the first round. You're like, well, fuck. But that's the beauty of the sport, right? Right. Um, no, I mean,
1: it is. And, and, I mean, you're always going to have your base, right? You're always going to have, you know, the MMA fighter, MMA fans that are just always going to buy every single one. right? They're always going to buy the boxing one, no matter what it is. It,
0: I've tried to become a better fan like that too, to where I watch the prelims and get to know the younger crowd. And
1: yeah, and I mean, I like, I would if I gave a shit, right? I just I'm just not into MMA, so I just don't care. And then even boxing, I I think boxing is a more pure, uh, like sport as far as when it comes to like fighting sports, con- full on contact sports, whatever they call them.
0: Pure sport, but most likely to cheat. Well. For for the people most who are getting yeah, money, definitely
1: most corrupt sport. I got to. That that makes sense. Um yeah. but yeah, I just feel like if it's you know two amateurs boxing, you know two guys trying to come up, I feel like those are that's that's a better, more pure sport. But yeah, when it comes up to where it's the the top of the card, yeah, there's probably a lot more conniving and, and lying and shit going on. That's that's where I'm at, but I don't know. I just saw that that article pop up, and I thought, man, you know, Floyd Floyd Mayweather, you know, he's probably the best pound-for-pound pound boxer, but Evander Holyfield is, like, one of the guys I remember. Him <clears throat> and uh, George Foreman. Those are the two guys that, like, that I remember, you know. You don't remember
0: Lennox Lewis with
1: the dreads? I mean, I do, right, but I remember him mostly because he's in Ocean's Eleven.
0: What about uh, Butterbean?
1: Uh, I remember Butterbean because he's on Jackass. <laughs> I, mean, I never watched like any of his real fights, you know.
0: So I don't know if you remember the story or not, but I actually tried boxing for like six weeks. Um, I
1: think I do. When, uh, when it because there was a guy you knew that was legit fighting.
0: No, that that was when I tried MMA. What the uh, hell? Yeah, oh. I've tried both. Okay,
1: so I guess maybe I just thought you tried MMA. So the boxing.
0: the boxing one was shortly, I want to say it was shortly after high school, there was a Golden Glove competition that came through, okay. and I trained for that. Yeah, right,
1: well, that sounds like a good idea. Let me Absolutely, right?
0: It. Okay. Um, I signed what? up for it, and it was like six weeks out or whatever, and okay. I just... Created my own workout scheme, not knowing what the fuck I was doing.
1: What did you do, just wake up and watch Rocky and drink raw eggs? (laughs) I was drinking raw eggs, chasing chickens all day. Um,
0: Day comes, I remember it. My dad drove me out there, and uh, I said, you sticking around? He goes, fuck no. (laughs) Uh, I said, why? He goes, I don't want to see you lose your jaw. (laughs) He he said, I'll see you at the ER. I said,
1: damn it. Well, I mean, he's half
0: right. Got in the ring, didn't even last a full round, got knocked out in the first round. I was like, are you, All you serious? Right, yes.
1: Dude, I don't remember any of this.
0: So that's when I realized that boxing wasn't for me.
1: No, Love the sport. Dude, you trained for six fucking weeks well, it's like a real fight. Fuck it. You don't
0: there? you don't know unless you try. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you
1: don't take. I look, you know what? I don't know for sure. You know what? No, that's not even true. I know for sure that I can't get in the ring with any person who takes boxing seriously and have it in, you know, in any any form or fashion that's good for me. So I'm just not going to take that shot. Well, so
0: many, many years later, um, my former employer where I was at, one of the guys I worked with was a MMA fighter. Okay. Um, he's done Bellator, um, he, and then he's done boxing and MMA back and forth. But him and I would go to the same gym. We were on the same shift. We'd work out this and that. And I was like, hey, man, you know, let me see what this is all about. And so I went through a full year of his training um, just doing whatever. And he's like, bro, if you're serious about this, I get you in a match. First match would be in New Orleans. Let me know what you think. I am pumped about this. I'm like, fuck it. Okay. S- sign me up for it, right? Telling my wife about it. She's like, I'm not going. Tell my mom about it, I ain't going. Yeah. Telling people I know, they're like, I don't want to see you die. No. So apparently nobody has faith in me in any physical contact
1: sport. No, it's just that we don't we don't want to see you end your life because someone else has look. You're just – you can fight. You're scrappy. Like, that's cool. But these guys are trained. True, but – If you've been doing jiu-jitsu since you were four years old, like, I wouldn't say – I'd be like, you know what, dude? I'll go. That's cool. Good luck.
0: Well, the, 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 the spot I was going in, I was assuming that the opponent would be at a certain, like, equal level as I am. They're not putting me against, like – Conor McGregor or somebody like that, right? Well,
1: I mean, yeah, you're going to be facing um, people that had not fought before, but but that doesn't mean that they haven't been training their whole life.
0: So I'm training, I'm doing great, and we have it scheduled for June something in 2013. And then a month prior to that, a family event occurs to where it just completely ends everything, right? So it's one of those things of, what could have been this and that, but now I look back at it, and we're talking about this, and like the feelings come back, and everything is like, damn, that could have been fun, but I'm also getting up there in age. I got kids now,
1: and I'm just yeah. like, no, I but don't want to so, do that. Like the closest story that I have to doing something stupid like that is, uh, like I had, I really, really, really wanted a motorcycle. Oh, nice. Like, like that. Like a ninja bike or like a. Yeah, like I had picked out a Yamaha R1 and I was going to get it that day. Like, I was going to leave work and go buy that motorcycle. What color? I wanted it Yamaha blue. I wanted a team, like, I wanted to look just like the team bike. Nice. Full on badass, right? Now, for those of you that don't know, a Yamaha R1 is a thousand CC. Basically, you take it out of the showroom you change the tires and it's a race bike like that's how powerful those bikes so so this is stupid so luckily someone else was looking out for me because i magically got laid off my job that day (laughs) right like i was supposed to get off at three o'clock or four o'clock before lunch and they're like no we're gonna have to let you go we're having to cut back and i was like what the hell? <laughs> I'm supposed to buy a bike today. Right. So like, I just I went home and uh, it's like, what the hell? I lost my job today. I got laid off. I got a severance package and I got like a, you know, like a couple paychecks and stuff. Like, I, I mean, they were nice about it, but it just told me, you know what? Maybe I'm not supposed to get a motorcycle. <laughs> and so to this day, I still don't have one. You know, like I respect them. I think they're super cool. Oh, God. When I go to, like, car shows and stuff, I always look at the Harleys because they're yep. so badass, but I will never fucking buy one, ever.
0: I've, I've been on a couple of motorcycles. I've thought about buying them, but my dad used to tell me, st- like, ski- horror stories, and he's witnessed too many friends dying on them. Yeah. Like, one getting run over by an 18-wheeler. Um, and they, yeah. they did a cross-country tour. And they were going through Nebraska, and a crow went through the face mask of one of his buddies, right off the bike, killed him. Hmm. I was like, "All right, yeah, I'm not doing that."
1: Well, and like, and then you talk to people that have had street bikes or Harleys or whatever, and they're just like, "Don't get anything really nice for your first bike." They're like, <laughs> yeah. why? Like, because guaranteed you're, you're gonna, gonna lay it down. Yep. Yeah. Well, Well then fuck it. I'm not gonna buy it. Like so if if you bought your you go to the dealership, and you buy your car, and they're like, you know what, this is your second car, don't buy anything nice. And they're like, Well, why not? Well, because guaranteed you're gonna get rear-ended. with the cobalt. Right. Then you know, I'm gonna buy a shitty car. I'm not gonna buy a nice motorcycle. And then if I'm gonna buy a shitty car or I'm gonna buy a shitty motorcycle because I know I'm gonna tear it up, then why would I wanna buy it? I don't want to buy anything that's not cool. So fuck it. But yeah, so someone somewhere was looking out for me, and I didn't end up buying that motorcycle. Thank God. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because who would have known? Maybe this whole thing wouldn't have started.
1: Right. And yeah, you know, some people are probably listening and thinking, "Well, you know what? I probably would rather not have bought bike." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, I got a motorcycle for sales. Zach. Eh? Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna pass. Thanks.
0: Um, shifting gears on some shit. Something came across my desk uh, from my secretary. (laughs) Um, Have you ever heard of the name Zach Von Rosenberg?
1: Zach Von Rosenberg?
0: No, I have not. I would assume y'all were brothers since y'all both are named Zach. um,
1: And spelled the same way. I don't know if you realize that last names are usually when you're linked together, not personally. Um, um, Anywho... He is a 30-year-old punter from LSU.
0: Okay. Um, Zach Von Rosenberg has actually been drafted by the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates back in, I want to say, oh nine. Um, you did, said punter, right? Not pitcher? Correct. He, okay. um, if my memory correct, is correct, he, all right, so he was drift, drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the sixth round in 2009. Um, while he was there, he was a pitcher, and he did a stint all the way to 2014. Then decided that he was going to go back to college. Went to LSU and can got. I I guess you can like. I um,
1: thought if you became a
0: professional. You could no longer go back. To college. I think because of the fact that he played a different sport. Okay, maybe. And maybe he got drafted right out of high school and never went to college and did the whole.
1: Uh, well, you no, know, I say that, and then Kyler Murray did that, right? <laughs> Kyler Murray got drafted by the Oakland Athletics and signed their contract, and got a signing bonus and all that stuff, think right. like college football the next season. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, so
0: he he's been with LSU and he was on the championship team two years ago. Um, they are actually talking about him possibly being drafted this year into the NFL as a punter. Wow, um, that to me, like when this story came up. I was like, man, this is a very odd and unusual story, but that's that's pretty cool, right? Like,
2: yeah.
0: Not only are are you ambidextrous in multiple sports, but you went from pitching to kicking. Yeah. And you're possibly going to be a pro in two sports now. Yeah, so that's,
1: that's odd.
0: Um pretty cool though. And I I just wanted to bring it up because of how rare it is something like that you hear so all you kids out there i know that we have tons of kids that listen to the show you can be whatever you want to be some inspirational bullshit right now
1: well i mean i think this just goes to show uh you know we might not have any kids that are listening but we might have some people that have procreated um i I hope not i think that this shows more than not Kids do not need to, like, specialize in one sport. Absolutely.
0: Let your kids fucking venture out, whether it be soccer, hockey.
1: I, I don't care. what if They want to take ballet or hip-hop classes, or they want to learn how to play badminton or gymnastics. Like, Let them do it. Let them be kids. Let have them been, try and see have, if they're any good.
0: Have you been right. watching the uh, professional league of badminton lately?
1: Uh, No. I, Dude, it is
0: intense.
1: It, well, I mean... I doubt it, <laughs> yeah i can't go any further
0: than this. I wanted to, I just can't if there's a professional league, I would rather watch a professional cornhole league.
1: I mean I actually I watch that I watch Do that. You? I watch curling, I watch bowling. Hold on, you said curling, oh, I love curling uh, it is so much fun like it looks like it would be the greatest sport ever. They look like the most stressful
0: stressed out people I've ever seen that are trying to hold back the biggest shit that
1: they need to unload. It, I honestly feel like while it's not their turn, I think they're just drinking. <laughs> I don't know, That's man. Because every, every single one of those guys looks like they're a, like a full on alcoholic. Every single one of them.
0: How is there not a drinking sports league yet?
1: Because if you drink too much, you die.
0: Right, but you you have to put the limit on the players on how many drinks or how much they can consume within a certain game, right? So, so like a, like a pitch count for like a little league pitcher. Yes. Okay. All right. So if you make it to where there are five rounds, best of five rounds, you can only consume, let's say, what's a good number? Well, I mean, how long is each round? You can only consume ninety-six ounces total.
1: Ninety-six ounces. How many beers is that?
0: Mm. Carry Let me the look. Divide that's the two, the carry the seven. <laughs> what did I say? Ninety two?
1: Uh now I forgot. Yeah. So that's
0: That's seven beers. Or ninety six. Eight eight beers, ninety six. Beer.
1: So if you do eight beers per player. Okay. And you how many people are on a team? Well, well the, if we're gonna if we're gonna come at it, we gotta go hard all the way through. So
0: you've you've gotta determine what games are gonna be in, right? Well okay. if you're only
1: drinking eight beers then and there's five, five events that you're talking about, right? Then you can only have uh, I can't do the math. but It sounds like you only have like one and a half beers. <laughs> so I would probably make it to where
0: if each team or each event holds two players, you would need at least ten ten 10 people.
1: Okay. Well, so let me ask you this. So let's say, I mean, I would imagine the games, one of the games would be beer pong. Of course. Right. So, how many ounces is one of those solo cups? Are they well, six ounces?
0: That's where you, you wouldn't fill the cups up, right? Because no, I think... Right.
1: No, that, that, I mean, when we played, we didn't fill them up either. So that's what I was saying. Maybe you put four ounces in each one. Yeah. So then there's 40 ounces. You split it between two people. That's 20 ounces for one game.
0: Mm-hmm. So that still leaves you 76 ounces.
1: Right. So you can still drink you know, two beer, seven beers on the side.
0: And so if somebody reaches their allotted amount in an event, you have somebody on reserve who might be a secret weapon at another well,
1: event, right? right? That, I mean, I would imagine if you had ten people on your team, right? You would have like a coordinated strategy. I mean, because you know, like the the gymnastics teams, mm-hmm. they have people that do like floor and vault and all that, oh, right? But so then have... you'd have to have these are your beer pong guys. These, these, these are, your are your flip pong... cup. That's exactly right. Um, then, but what other? Okay, so. Honestly, there's beer pong and there's flip cup. You can do
0: quarters, but it's not the same because it's not liquor. Um, I mean, apparently I used to go hard on fucking quarters. Um,
1: I mean, like, so quarters, you said 96 ounces of liquid. Right. If you take 96 ounces of Jack Daniels, pretty sure you go to the hospital. Depends on what day it is. Well, I mean, you know. (laughs) 96 <laughs> ounces is a lot because how much is a shot? Two ounces or four?
0: Maybe one to two ounces.
1: So that's legit like 48 shots.
0: You're pretty much drinking a bottle almost.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could survive that.
0: Can you survive yeah. that? I would try.
1: I just feel like – If, if it was a sport, of course, not no, for fun. Is, if, you, if we played a game and at the end of the game we had to take a test. Okay. And the game was all right, here, here Ed, you're going to drink 96 ounces of Jim Bean. I'm on the floor. And then I'm going to drink 96 ounces of Budweiser.
0: You're on the floor. God damn it. You...
1: <coughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was to put it in the same context. I'm with you on it. So if we took it, like, you would literally be dead, <laughs> and I could still function. From a
0: wheelchair, maybe.
1: No. 90, 96 hours of beer we already determined is eight beers. How many right. times How many times a week do you drink eight beers in a sitting? What's today? Today? Well, I don't even know. Sunday. One, two, three, four. Well, I'm getting there. Um, yeah, point? And you're still functioning, and we're doing a podcast. Well, I'm saying,
0: though, if you do it, you also have to determine what type of beer you're doing. If you're doing a lighter uh, alcohol per volume, like, say, Keystone or Natty or something like that. If you're doing Budweiser and you're drinking eight of them and still standing and doing great, hat off to you, man. Um, If you're doing any craft beers and you're drinking eight of them and still standing, if you're doing Bud Light Platinums after eight and still standing, like, that's where it comes into, right? Um,
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. We have to split it up to where you can only take, like, 12 shots or 12 ounces of shots. You. Oh, if if you implement
0: liquor into it,
1: right? You gotta change okay. it
0: up. Um, but you can't put card games into it because those take too long. Right. And people are already pissed off that basketball and baseball are too long, and football. Fuck it, all sports are too fucking long. Apparently.
1: Well, right. I mean, and then you're making it five events. Best so- of five.
0: So if you knock out your team in the first three events, you don't even have to worry about the last two.
1: Oh, that's a nice little switch there. Right. But then, can you play multiple multiple games in a day? Yeah. So yeah. okay, so then it well, works for advantage to try to get somebody else to go more rounds.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to try to get it to where you look at each event, and if each event equals 96 ounces for said opponent or player, um, they can play all three rounds. And now, if they lose the third round, well, then you need to have. A counteract to who's oh, going to cover right. so the then next round.
1: About it, like, does the counter reset after you're done with your first match?
0: No, it, it, that's going to have to be a 24-hour waiting period.
1: Well, so then there you go. So then you would have to have a pretty deep roster. Yeah, God, yeah, I, I want know, I, like we should make this. That we're going to come back to this
0: off camera and get this rolling.
1: Yeah, because like we have way too many details that we already know. <laughs> so. This is like we're talking about a sport that we've been watching for a while. And we just made it up. Those of y'all who are
0: listening, this, all these ideas have been copyrighted in some form or fashion. Don't you <laughs> fucking steal them. You hear me?
1: Yes. Yeah, you, um, don't, you don't have permission to talk about them or disseminate them to anyone else without the <laughs> permission from two wannabe athletes talk sports. <laughs> um, and other news. Do you remember a gentleman by the
0: name of Eddie George? I do. He's about to be the next head coach at Tennessee State. That's cool. Good for him. Man. <laughs> I like Eddie Stewart. The dude has no coaching experience whatsoever. Granted, he is a Heisman Trophy winner.
1: But he played it,
0: in the NFL forever. He's a Big I mean, Ten Player of the Year winner. He got to the Super Bowl and they lost it. He, he played for Houston and switched to Tennessee because the team got moved. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like these, these, these former players that are coming out and becoming head coaches, uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think Dion is on on the fence right now because this is his first year, um, with a a, a lower team. I think they're doing He's okay. The
1: Jack- Jackson State, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like. Should these players or former players be given head coaching positions because of who they were in the NFL? Um,
1: yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, because I'm – So Ray Rice to- should teach – should be a head coach? No. So I think that is terrible that you're comparing Eddie George to Ray Rice. That's no. fucking garbage. Um, George is a great man. Actually. Oh, absolutely, all around.
0: Yeah, um, Ray Rice could have been if he didn't
1: pull a left on his old lady. Oh, um, yeah. That to to me, that's still one of the worst videos I've ever seen. Dude, I if you bring it up, I can still close
0: my eyes and see it, and just get angry as soon as I see it. It's, it's fucking disgusting, right? Um, but okay, so let's take let's take my man. Andre Johnson. Do you think Andre Johnson should be a head coach?
1: Uh, I mean, if he shows interest. So, I guess what I was going to say is I feel like, yeah, they're getting the shot because of who they are. But, I mean, they still have to go through an interview process, right? If you go through the interview process, and you're know, like, what kind of offense are you going to run? You're know, like, uh, hook and ladder. Well, yeah, we're going to run oop uh, oop left. <laughs> Oopty fucking oop, like you know that's that's probably a red flag, but I mean, I feel like he went through the interview process, yeah, he probably got his foot in the door because he's Eddie George, but he impressed them somehow, he impressed them enough to get the job well okay, so Philip rivers, okay, excuse me, announced
0: his retirement this year, okay. He already had lined up during the 2020 season a head coaching job in Alabama to a private school. Okay. The coach of said private school was on his first year of being a head coach during 2020, already knowing if Philip Rivers decides to retire at the end of 2020, 2021, Philip Rivers is coming in as a head coach. Granted, it's a high school team based off the lack of coaching experience with Philip rivers, do you think he should be able to take a job away from a man like that?
1: I mean, it's unfortunate for the guy who's in the spot. Absolutely. Like if my thing is, if you know, like if the public knows that Philip rivers was going to take that job, mm-hmm. then everyone at that school knew Philip rivers was going to take that job, including the guy who was in the job. True. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks. You're gonna lose your job, but I feel like he knew it was coming. It's kind of on. I mean, if if you went to work and they told you, "Hey, look, it could be six months, it could be a year, it could be three years from now," but there's another guy that we're gonna bring back that used to work for us, and he's gonna take your spot. and We're gonna to have to let you go. Oh, I'm fighting somebody. Find another job.
0: I'm 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 fighting somebody, but well, if you but I mean, it,
1: you're gonna look, you're not gonna just be stuck in that one spot, you know. Right, but
0: if you tell me that somebody like Philip Rivers is taking that job, I'll be like, okay, what do I need to do for him? Like, if if you're telling me somebody as prestigious as Philip Rivers is coming, like, you can either set them up for success or you can set them up for failure, right? Yeah. What are you gonna be known more for? Probably for setting up for failure. But at the same time, if you set them up for success, well, now you've got Philip Rivers in your back pocket. Now y'all are buddies. Now y'all are going on Vegas trips or whatever, like, um, But at the same time, like I find it, it shitty because of the fact that if these players are using their names to get them these jobs, you're fucking people out who have worked so hard to get to that position, even if it's something as little as Tennessee State, right? When was the last time you heard anything about Tennessee State football? Never. Exactly. Like this is so, the first time ever. To me, it's it's a money thing, which we all know the NCAA, that's all they ever are, is a money thing. They want more money brought in here, there, X, Y, and Z. I don't agree with, with it, but if Eddie George did the process and did great, this and that, Hats off to him. Wish you the best of luck, man. Don't shit the bed. Um,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. So, but my thing is, like, it. It's hard for me to put it in context <clears throat> because, <clears throat> excuse me, because the the coaches that you're talking about, yeah. that have worked and scrimped and whatever and made it to where they're at. Yeah, they worked hard, but, I mean, you don't think that Eddie George being in the NFL is working hard? Oh, absolutely.
0: For his position, he worked hard, but does his position and the role and the success that he got from the NFL grant him a head coaching job at any point in
1: time? Well, I mean, it, doesn't, it obviously didn't grant him an NFL job, right? If he, if he went for one. Well, but what I'm saying is is if he had any desire to coach in the NFL, I'm sure he has the contacts. I'm sure he could find an opening if he wanted to. Right. But he chose not to. And so I kind of feel like by choosing Tennessee State, this shows me more about Eddie George as far as. He wants to go somewhere and make a name for himself as a coach.
2: I can go with not that. Just
1: go somewhere and like tag along and be like, "Well, I'm only here because I used to be running back." You know well, what I mean?
0: and your buddy uh, Brian Cushing did that, right? Even after the whole drug or uh, um, thing that he went through that got him suspended a couple of games. He lasted a couple more years with the Texans, retired. And what happens the following year? He's a strength and conditioning coach for the Texans, right? They hired yeah. him because they knew him. They knew his workout regimen. And yeah. that, to me, is one of those factors to where it's because of your history with the team and your name, whatever, right? Um, you don't see that with Dion. Dion's been out of the game for fuck. Fifteen years, I think. Right. Same thing with Eddie George. Eddie George has been out for a very long time. So yeah, for them to come out he now
1: retired in two thousand and four. So that was what, seventeen years ago? Yeah. So I mean that's that's a while.
0: To, to to still have a love for the game and want to come out and contribute to it, um I'm all on the fence again about it because of him being his name. Now, if he would have came on like an offensive coordinator or a running back coach or something like that for a D1 school or something, I would understand it a little bit more because of the experience he had. But because of the fact that right out the gate, boom, you're a head coach, I'm like, fuck,
1: you're only getting that because of who you are. Um, I mean, yeah, so I would agree with you if he was going to be the head coach of Tennessee. Oh, yeah, right. if that that's happened, right. but that's so that that's where I'm at, and, and I mean, I've seen Oh Deuce McAllister, he was the running backs coach for the Eagles. Yep. Right. So, like Brian Lefwich
0: being the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay.
1: Well, right. So, and then I mean, we've seen, uh, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel was the uh, defensive coordinator for a couple teams, and then yeah. he became a head coach. You know, so like you see it, <clears throat> it happens. Um, but, I mean, I kind of feel like Mike Rabel earned his spot. But he got his foot in the door to interview for a defensive coordinator position because of his name and, like, winning Super Bowls and being successful in the NFL. Right. So, I I discounted a little bit that it's just Eddie George trading in on his name because it is Tennessee State, right? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't go and, like, hey, I need this job and – you know, he didn't try to go to Ohio State and be like the right. head coach. As soon as uh, Urban Myers was out, he didn't be like. Right, exactly. And, you know, and who's to say that that's not the job that he really covets? He really wants, eventually, to be head coach of Ohio State. I mean, it's not a bad gig, but, you know, you hear all the time, it's the, the coach for the Texas Tech basketball team, Beard. Yeah. Um, he just left to go to Texas. Well, why yep. do you do it? He Probably graduated wouldn't. from Texas. That's, that's his all so of
0: He's back to where he started at.
1: Exactly, because that's the idea. The idea is when I was a kid, I went to this school because I thought it was the best school. So now that I'm an adult and I want a job, why wouldn't I think that so-and-so school, that's the best job? So I don't doubt in, at, at all that Eddie George has not considered being the head coach for Ohio State. I guarantee he has. Well, I, I
0: with comparing it to Beard, Beard knows the deep pockets that is UT. And UT yeah, alumni, when they see a UT alumnus on that list of possible coaches, whatever, they're shooting their load in every form and fashion.
1: Of course. I mean, that so, that makes sense. And they should, right? They should want to get a guy who... They don't have to convince to believe in their traditions. They already know he likes them. He's already about it, right? So that works hand in hand, right? The school wants him. He wants to go to the school. It works out perfectly. But I just feel like if Eddie George wanted to, he could be on the staff for Ohio State tomorrow. So you think he's taking the long road to show he earned? Right, yeah, he wants to show, and I feel like Dion's doing the same thing. I think I feel like Dion eventually wants to be the head coach for Florida State.
0: Yeah, but Dion's up there in age, man. Like,
1: well, yeah, okay, but so is Nick Saban. Nick Saban's almost seventy.
0: Yeah, but that dude is drinking some type of weird, funky water in Alabama that but, is keeping him but, alive.
1: I mean, he's making money, but who do you think has more money, Nick Saban or Dion Sanders? Saban. I I, th- I I think Dion's blown his money. Well, yeah, I, I mean that's just an assumption on your part,
0: but uh, and, Art, the, in, uh, in the, the real, real world. <clears throat>
1: yeah. I know we're both looking it up right now. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is is that I feel like <clears throat> Nick Saban's <throat> worth thirty five mil. Deion Sanders is worth $45 million. So it's close. But I feel like they're both in the same realm as far as how much money they have, right? So whatever Nick Saban is doing to stay alive and and embalm himself or whatever the hell he's doing, (laughs) Deion Sanders can do the exact same thing.
0: That is true. I mean, But
1: Deion Sanders is not near the age of Nick Saban. So he can start coaching now and then work his way up and then, hell, maybe one day he'll be an offensive, or I mean, an NFL coach. I don't know what his goal is. But I feel like right now his goal is to be the coach at Florida state. We'll see what happens, but I feel like eventually Eddie George wants to be a coach at Ohio state, whether he wants to be head coach or not, or AD or whatever. I don't know. But I mean, that's where they grew up. That's their, probably their happiest memories as kids. Why wouldn't they want to try to go back?
0: I agree with you on that. And Again, I wish them both success. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, I want to see what comes from that because eventually I think with the experience and the intelligence that they have towards the game, they bring it up to these up-and-coming children, children,
1: yep. players.
0: Yeah. Um, and that we can see something like that come in the future because both of them were – hundred percent great at their position and hopefully through the years that they do any type of coaching they can hit that nerve on one individual that makes them the one of the next greats right yeah um but also at the same time i would love to see both of them in the nfl coaching um i think that would be something fun so i
1: don't know just thought that was something newsworthy to bring up And, uh, and that's pretty cool um I just have one one last thing is that uh, congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. First Japanese golfer to win a major. Uh, he won the Masters later on today. Or By later, what? Three strokes? On today. What? By three strokes? Uh, I didn't see how far he was ahead, but, I mean, either way, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, is his first Japanese golfer to win major championship I I didn't realize that there had never been but uh yeah it says on Sunday Matsuyama won a one shot or who shot a one one over 73 to win the masters by one stroke.
0: That's crazy.
1: yeah that's insane but I mean uh, congratulations to him. that's a huge freaking honor. There's only a handful of people that have won Masters tournaments. There's only a handful of, pe- handful of people that have won uh, majors. And, you know, some of the greats in the game, we were talking about, you know, is Phil Mickelson ever going to win a major? I mean, now right. obviously he's won a couple, but it's not guaranteed, you know, it's it's – it's a challenge. You've got to go out there and earn it yourself. And, you know, congratulations to him. And that's pretty awesome. Well, hopefully he can continue
0: this this great run that he did today and keep playing uh, the
1: game that he's doing so well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, we've done, like, some, uh, some little pools at work where you try to pick, like, the best golfers or whatever. Yep. I've picked him a few times. He's done me pretty good. Uh, he's always, like, a dark horse favorite to win. But uh, I mean, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I couldn't imagine you know growing up in another country and then you know thinking I'm gonna go to the United States and then dominate the United States in a sport that you know like all those kids grew up playing, you know. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think
0: they have very many golf courses out in Japan. I, I'd say, I don't, I don't know.
1: know, I would imagine they do, right? But like the it's just like you know japanese baseball players right yeah they they grow up and they think that they want to dominate the japanese league and then you know then they get the opportunity to move over to major league baseball and i mean you know that's that's tough to do man you leave behind your home country to pursue a dream i mean pretty cool man and we've seen a lot of that happen in MLB, and a lot of them
0: are hyped up, and they get over here, and then they don't pan out to be what yeah. expected. But hopefully, he he's the real deal, and he can continue this streak that he's going on. Granted, it's his first major, um, but many more wishes towards him for many more wins. Right?
1: Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking now that you're, you're mentioning uh, you know Major League Baseball is like, is there? I wonder if there was. A Japanese American or a Japanese born player that ever won like a NBA or MLB or NFL championship, you know, I wonder if he's the first one like ever to win a championship. That's pretty crazy. Right, right out the gate, I can only say yes to that. Yeah, um, I mean, we know that, uh, we know Ichiro never won anything. Well, so did, uh, uh, Hideki Nomo never won a World Series. Who was the first baseman for the Yankees? Hideki uh, Matsui. Did they ever win the World Series with him on their team? Oh, uh, But I, I can't remember. Hideki Matsui. Let me look real quick. That's what I'm doing, too. I don't think they did. Oh
0: wait no, I just named the guy who won the fucking Masters today. Um, Good
1: job, idiot. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. It, <clears throat> yeah, they spell their first names a little bit differently, but uh, well, I don't know. I don't know the culture in like in Hideki, like their last name. I, I don't know how that works.
0: I'm not touching that one.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying, like, cause I remember, like, we called him Ichiro Suzuki. Yep. but he always had Ichiro on his jersey. Yep, and so like I never, I don't understand what the, uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it says right here Hideki Matsui won the World Series with the Yankees in 2009. So, there okay, you go. Oh, so then we've had we've had it before, but that oh, well, it's cool. I was curious about that. Um, it actually says Hideki Matsui won the Japan Series uh, three three times. So that's. See, and that's what's crazy to me is like when you look back at like uh, uh, Ichiro's career, he hit yeah, he had 3,000 hits in Major League Baseball, but he had like 2,500 hits in the Japanese League before yeah. he even came over. Maybe it's harder over there. I, I don't know, but I mean, that just proves that you know, just because it's in the United States, that don't mean we're the best, man. That is true because. Yeah, I couldn't imagine hitting for the because I mean Pete Rose has the record, and he didn't have five thousand hits. This dude has fifty five hundred or something like that. Damn! Yeah, it, that's that's what I'm saying. Like When you start looking at these records, it's crazy some of the numbers some people have. I'm gonna dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm looking up. Oh, somehow I clicked on the wrong thing. Pornhub. Well, yeah, it was. It was like inch roll. I'm not sure what happened there. That was weird. I don't know. Some guy Dude. was doing something with chopsticks and sushi and a naked girl. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. I bookmarked it. I'll go back to it. Send it to me if it's if it's a nine plus. Oh, yeah. Dude,
0: so for a first of our podcasts, we have covered a lot of different sports today. We've covered MMA. We've covered Boxing, we've covered baseball, we've covered uh, golf, badminton. Uh, we created a beer drinking or an alcohol drinking league. Yes. Um, I would say this has been a pretty productive uh,
1: episode, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, uh, we covered a lot of ground. We got onto some uncomfortable topics. I mean, some, some sports that we may not we might not know a lot about
0: i'm uh tipping off to that one man this is a this has been probably one of my favorite episodes
1: yeah uh well i mean to be fair you're probably pretty drunk right now too
0: no i could probably fly a jet
1: plane right now yeah i don't don't think that's how that works yeah one way to find out (laughs) if i I hear about you on the news stealing a plane we're gonna have a problem or you're gonna be really impressed Uh,
0: probably both (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank y'all for joining in on this episode of two B athletes talk sports you know where to find us we're on every type of social media except for snapchat because fuck it who uses snapchat anymore um we're on facebook and all that other fun shit we truly appreciate y'all we love the love we love the hate we love everything that comes in between so
1: I, i really like getting the random texts about God. And I like y'all's discussion on this, and I really like this. And, man, that one topic was really stupid. Like, I love hearing all of it because it just tells me that you guys are listening. And uh, I know that this is probably tooting my own horn a little bit, but I feel like, you know, you never really know what, what people are going to think when you put yourself out there. Right. Um, and you, you're doing something that, that, like, we both feel like what we're doing is is awesome. We enjoy it. But we never really know you don't really know how you're gonna be received by, you know, even strangers or your friends or whatever. And so, yeah, you know, getting the text messages and the any of the feedback, it's just it's it's pretty cool, man. It's it's awesome.
0: We're looking okay. at doing a couple of live shows here pretty soon at a couple of breweries, maybe out in front of minimate Park. Um, when that is decided, we will make it public to y'all. So when we do, y'all come out and join us. You know, we might have some giveaways. We might have some stuff. Hell, we might even put you on the mic so you can give us your opinion, whether it's about us or whatever topic we have at hand. That's what we're here for. Cause that's right. Fuck it, right? Yeah. So we appreciate y'all again. We hope y'all are doing safe or doing safe. I don't know what the fuck that means. Wrap <laughs> your tool, you fucking fools. And uh, we'll see you next time. And adios, assholes.